Welcome to Daybreak Devotions, a podcast version of the daily radio ministry of the McLeansville Baptist Church with your host, Pastors Mike Barnett and Corey Cantrell. And good morning and welcome to Daybreak Devotions. From the McLeansville Baptist Church, we are glad to have you back with us again on this Tuesday and as has become our new custom. It's a How-To Tuesday. Of course, I don't want to um, infer that every Tuesday from now till the Lord returns will be a How-To Tuesday, but we're in a, a season of that right now. Sometimes it may just be a Tuesday. Anyway, How-To Tuesday. This is Pastor Mike Barnett, by the way. And you are? Pastor Corey Cantrell. Well, it's nice to meet you. Likewise. How-To Tuesday. Last week... We did uh, our, our broadcast on how to read the Bible and engage with Scripture. Today we're going to talk about how to pray and align your heart with God. And so that'll be the topic of our discussion, prayer. I guess we should start out with some Scripture. And who, to give us a better example of this, than Jesus himself? A couple of passages. In Matthew, it says, Matthew chapter 14, verse 23, And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. There you have Jesus going off to be alone with God, with the Father, in a time of prayer. And we could just draw so many great principles from that. Yes, we have to infer some things, but Scripture, with scriptural help, we we get the sense of what what Jesus was doing. But Mark chapter 1 and verse 35, one of my favorite passages, and, and in the morning... Rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. So as we look at the example of Jesus and the way that he went about in his life of prayer, and we think about how is it that we're supposed to pray? You know, that was one thing that the disciples asked mm-hmm. is, Lord, teach us to pray. We, we want to know how are we supposed to do this. When we talked about reading our Bible, one of the things we talked about were some of the common obstacles or conflicts people have, uh, what would you say when it comes to prayer would be some common, something common people would say? How do you even get started? How, how, do you, how do you start praying? What happens when you run out of things to pray about? What, what if you don't really have anything to pray about right now? Well, those are a lot of good questions. <laughs> Go back to that first one, though. How do you even start? Talk about that one a little bit more. I, I don't know that I'm as familiar with that question, but I certainly sounds interesting to me. Well, I, I think the easiest way would be for me to back up and just redirect because I think a lot of people are intimidated about coming to God. I mean, how do you just approach God? Like, how, how do you just, I mean, I don't have the right words to say, the right introductions. I mean, I don't want to come irreverently. I mean, it's God. I mean, there's there's got to be a way. I mean, you wouldn't just walk into the president of the United States office and just start talking to him, would you? I mean, what? How do you, how do you get started to where you've got that that comfort zone? And I think it just comes from a misconception of our relationship with God and and the access that we have before God. There's a level of seriousness, appropriateness that that comes. You know, we don't come flippantly, but we also don't come cowering in fear and unworthiness, we've been granted access. We have the right to come and literally just start talking to God. Yeah, boldly before the throne mm-hmm. of grace. Well, I, I, I hear, I can see that. 
it's um it's a little foreign to me uh and we've probably had conversations about that before but i don't mean to sound like by saying that that i've never that i've just always felt like that i was just you know like close to god or whatever i guess it was more of um less of that well i can't really how do i how do i talk to god for me it might have been more of uh in earlier years uh, just a sense of am i am i being vain in what i'm doing in other words am i actually am i do am i doing it right am i using the right words but either way you approach that it, it still i think as you said comes from a lack of understanding about the nature of god mm-hmm. and the truth about our relationship to god in christ and I think another thing that has hurt has been the intimidation factor of hearing other people that, oh, man, they just sound so articulate. They just, I mean, it just comes so easy and so natural to them, and they just flow with beautiful-sounding words that stir hearts. And I just can't do that. And, again, some of that is because that person has done what we talked about the other day. They've, they've, they've spent some time preparing because they're leading at a certain point or it's somebody that's just offering up some vain repetition and some sweet-sounding words that's really not talking to anybody else other than themselves. But we carry that with some of that intimidation factor because we're comparing our ability to talk and dialogue to somebody else's. When Jesus talks about praying in Matthew chapter 6, you know he makes the point to specifically call out that God is not impressed by our much speaking. Mm-hmm. And I think in that we can understand he's not impressed by our gifted dialect or how many flowery words we use. And and I've talked about this before. I don't know if we did it on a radio broadcast or not, but Psalm 55, verse 16 and 17. So we talk, talk about, let's just start with a basic definition of prayer. And, and there can be several ways of saying this. But listen to what this says. As for me, I will call upon God and the Lord shall save me. Evening and morning and at noon will I pray and cry aloud, and he shall hear my voice. So one thing that I would offer to people when you think about praying and what it means to pray, at its most basic definition, it's God hearing your voice, mm-hmm. which means that you're directing your thoughts and words to God, but it is God hearing your voice. And by the way, let me just insert, hearing your voice doesn't mean it necessarily has to be out loud though it certainly can be, and I think there's times where that's appropriate and there's times where it's appropriate to be silent in prayer, but it's God hearing our voice. And you can take away a lot of those hesitancies of, well, how do I do this and am I doing it right? If you just bring it down to God wants to hear your voice. Mm -hmm. And that's very freeing when you think about it like that. Yeah, because it takes off the pressure and the pretense of performance. You know, it's not about what I'm offering God other than just I'm offering God me. Yeah, just directing yourself to God. So how long should I pray? You know, did I, am I praying long enough? And I think that one connects with your question of what do I do when I run out of things to pray about, mm-hmm. okay? And I think that, too, is at an elementary level of praying, and I remember having those types of thoughts because we're taught so— we have this thing in our types of churches we call prayer list. Mm-hmm. And we're kind of taught that, you know, take that prayer list into the into your prayer place and pray over that prayer list. Nothing wrong with praying over a prayer list. Nothing wrong at all with that. But if that's what we're taught and all we're taught, let's be honest about this thing. You can give me a prayer list with 20 names on it, 
and I may know half of the people and half of the people I don't. And the half of the people I know, I may not know much of anything of why they're on my prayer list. Of course, now that's the church prayer list handed out. Right. You can have a personal prayer list where you keep a running list of people and, and things that you want to pray over. Man, you're, you're going to do better with that one. Because Far you're personally better. invested. Yes, you know about it. It matters to your heart. Now, when someone asks you to pray about something with them, of course you're praying with them because it matters to their heart, and their that person's heart matters to you. Sure. And so you enter in on that basis of agreeing with them in prayer. But that's corporate prayer. We're not even talking about corporate prayer today, so let's keep it to just what we're doing when we go to our place of prayer. Relying on a generic prayer list can be disheartening and discouraging. Because you're gonna you're gonna go through it pretty quick, and you're gonna wonder, well, did I even do anything? It's not a fulfilling formula. It, yeah. it doesn't bring you any kind of substance. It just seems like, well, it, it raises the question: What am I really doing? Does God really need me just to absentmindedly throw twenty five names at him and, you know, attach, Lord, bless Jim Smith. Jim Smith's going through a rough time, but you know what he needs. This this is what God needs from me. And it That's, gets that gets into that. Feeling like the vain repetition. Yeah. You know, I, I've heard people, you know, we've heard our whole life, you know, people cast off on on memorized prayers or prayers that are read or even the prayers like, you know, um, our Father who art in heaven, the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. It gets cast off as that's, you know, that's just vain repetition. If you just repeat, no, vain repetition is just when you're just throwing words at God. That yeah. you have, they're not even coming from a real place of feeling connected. Remember, prayer is about aligning our heart with God. That's what we're after. That's the goal of praying. And if I walk out of my prayer place five minutes, ten minutes, twenty minutes, or an hour after I got there, and I haven't aligned my heart with God, I've, I've wasted time. Mm-hmm. You can align your heart with God and never say a word. You see, that's the most important part. The most important part of that time of prayer is that I have recognized myself in the presence of God and presented my heart to him, whether any words are exchanged or not. And that's the goal. So go ahead and just, okay, all right, so take the pressure off. I don't have to, quote, get it right. I just have to be there and be serious and sincere about it. Well, let's address then some, some ways that we can go about praying. I just jotted down four things that I think will help us. Just to answer the question, how do I pray in a way that I can actually align my heart with God? So this is very practical. First thing that I wrote down is patience. And I put out beside that pace. I think a lot of people mess up in prayer because they just get in there and just go just go to town now. Just start praying. Just you know, well, how, how should I pray? Well, get in there and get on your knees and just start praying. You know, just pray. The words will come. Well, that's, I, like the prayer list that we talked about earlier, the generic prayer list, let's acknowledge there are people who do well with that, probably few and far between, but they're out there. There are people that might have developed this way of just going to the place of prayer and start talking. Well, God, here I am today, and they just start, you know, and maybe that works. I think what would be helpful for most people is to go to wherever your place of prayer is, allow yourself time to be able to just sit there and be present. So the first few times that I heard you teach along this line, I started noticing in my, my prayers, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay attention. And I started becoming aware of just how many times I started praying 
and was like five minutes into it and had no idea what I had just said. Mm-hmm. And it's like it dawned on me. And if, if I don't even have a clue what I've been talking about, I know God sure hasn't been listening because I know how I do with other people that I can tell are just talking to hear themselves talk. I don't pay attention to what they're saying. I'm, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. And so then it was like, oh, okay, Lord, Lord, I need to stop. I've been doing an awful lot of talking, and I've not been giving you really anything worth listening to, so I'm just going to stop right now and just redirect a little bit. And to that patience of, okay, Lord, what do I need to pray about? What do I need to engage with? Just bring your spirit into this place now, and I'm just going to, I'm going to stop talking for a little bit. It's been a, it's been a revolutionary way of thinking, but also it's brought enjoyment into this act of prayer. Yeah. Take the Navy SEAL approach. The slow is smooth and the smooth is fast. Yeah. But in reality, just go slow with it. Don't rush. Some people rush two words. Some people rush their words. And either of those things can just make your prayer at the end feel like it was empty and mm-hmm. nothing was accomplished and I did not align with God. The alignment happens through the presentation to God and being in his presence. So that's why I said earlier, this kind of prayer and communion and alignment can happen without even any words being spoken. You really want to get that alignment before you really get into the words. That, that for me, has proven to be the most helpful approach. To that point, I would say uh, that, though I didn't write this down as a, as a point, we'll make it a sub-point here, but when I added journaling to my morning prayer time, it, it took it to another level for me because of the way that I used the journal. And what I mean by that is, so just picture being in your place of prayer, and instead of, you know, I mean... There's a lot of mornings where I, you know, I'm going to acknowledge God. You know, Lord, thank you for a new day. Thank you for letting me come here to this place to be with you. And it might be something as simple as that. But then in that just setting and being present, I have found that I can take my journal. And, and most of what I do initially with my journal on any given day is just what we call just kind of just kind of do that brain dump. Just dump, mm-hmm. uh, download all the stuff out of the head, put it on paper kind of get that stuff out of the way, those early thoughts. But while I'm doing that, I'm not only clearing space, but they are actually clues to what's in my heart, if that makes sense. What I wake up thinking about, whether it's negative or positive, those are clues to what's in my mind and in my heart. So I'm actually, it's like warm-ups before workouts. You're getting, you're getting ready for it, and you're sensing, well, where am I feeling good today? Where am I a little tight? And, and then... One way, another way I use the journal is then I actually will write out prayer. You know, I will write my praying to the Lord. And sometimes that's a couple of paragraphs. Sometimes that's three, four pages. You know, you just, I just kind of go with wherever my heart is and what, what am I wanting. And now I told some people the other day, one reason that works for me is because writing helps me clarify my thoughts. Mm-hmm. And that might not work for everybody, but for me it does. And so I guess a good takeaway here is got to find what works and do that. Your prayer life doesn't have to look like mine. Your way of praying doesn't have to mirror your pastor's or your te- Sunday school teacher or your spouse. Find what works to allow you to commune and align your heart with God and do that. Yeah, and that's, that's definitely something worth highlighting because 
if prayer really is communication with God, well, we communicate with one another differently. You know, to your point, some people, some people speak their thoughts and emotions, and I need to tell you what's going on in my head and my heart because I can explain it better with words. Some people are horrible at explaining what's going on on the inside with their words, but they're really good at putting it on paper and, hey, I'm going to write you a letter so that I can express what I've been feeling lately. So which way's right? Whichever way gets the communication clear, that's the right way to do it. So with prayer, it's the it's the exact same thing. There's no there's no formula one, two, three, do it this way and that's the that's the token to success. The right way to do it is commune with God and however it, it takes place. You'll find that if we do a lot of how to Tuesdays, there are gonna be some guiding principles, but that's what they are. They're not the they're not the the, the four or five or six steps to doing it right. They're the guiding principles that you find your steps within those parameters yes. to do it right. I also wrote down, secondly, that Scripture informs prayer, and that's important. When we go to our place of prayer, I'd rather have a Bible than have a prayer list mm. any, any day. Now, I'm not dismissing the prayer list. Again, while that comes up all the time, it comes up because of two reasons. One, because it's hindered a lot of people, and two, because people some people do well with them. So we just acknowledge that. But I would, you ask me, what can, if you want to go to the prayer and you can take one thing, I want my Bible over anything else. Um, I'll be honest with you, though, sometimes I feel like I'd rather have that journal than the Bible. But I'd definitely rather have a Bible than a prayer list. And here's why. Scripture informs prayer. Many times we will find that when prayer doesn't come very easily or we feel a little closed or, you know, if we'll just turn to Scripture and begin to read and, again, apply the first principle of pace, do it slowly, don't just rush, but read the Scripture with an open heart, you're going to find that the Spirit will speak to you and through you as you read Scripture. The Spirit of God communicates to our heart through the Scriptures and that will, that will lead us into prayers. And some of the best praying you'll ever do is when you are praying out of the Bible scriptures that you are reading. Mm-hmm. Now, if that's a foreign thing, that's okay. But don't let it stay that way. Every Christian ought to learn how to pray from Scripture. That's a vital part of our spiritual life. Yeah, because we have life verses or we have verses that you know, we, we might make application of, of, oh, okay, yeah, that's good. But then turning that and offering it to God as, hey, I acknowledge this, what you just, what you wrote right here. I'm telling you, Lord, this is what I need. Thank you for revealing this to me. Help me to dwell in this. Help me to stay in this. Is then going to be something that then as we go throughout the rest of our day is going to help our alignment with God because that's what's on our heart. We put it in our mind. We put it in our heart. We're staying with it. We're going back to it throughout the rest of the day. And so if prayer is heart alignment, what God is revealing to us through his word is what we need is going to keep us aligned with where he's bringing us. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, one of the best places to start with that is the Psalms mm-hmm. because they are prayers, and praying the Psalms is, it's. I mean, some of them can be challenging, and they may not, you might not just turn to Psalm 3 today and it resonate well with you, but it is a good place to do it. And I'll, I'll make a recommendation here. Donald Whitney's book, Praying the Psalms, is is a great resource that we recommended during the Way of Holiness Conference this year for people as a as a tool. So scripture, let scripture inform your praying. Third thing I wrote down was and it it goes with what I just said, but be led in prayer. 
And by that I mean, don't pray an agenda. Now, a lot of what we've already discussed kind of comes underneath this one. But here's what I want to say. Your prayer requests are important. And God, you know, the Word of God says bring our requests. You know, let your requests be made known. But don't go into prayer with the attitude of, I need God to get some stuff done for me. Mm-hmm. What we need from prayer is simply God. We don't need the gifts. We need the giver. Yep. And that's what the best praying is about. And so don't go into prayer with an agenda of your own, but be led in your praying. So led by your thoughts. Again, go back, you know, the journaling of getting those thoughts out. There's a lot there that can be a clue to where my heart is and where I need to pray. Led by the scriptures. But just be led. The Holy Spirit knows how to guide us. Now, that's a whole nother topic, not not disconnected, but it deserves its own discussion of how do we discern the voice of God. Some people are waiting for the Moses experience of the burning bush. Some people are waiting to, you know, when Jesus was baptized, the voice of God was heard. Now, there, there is a, there's a nudging, there is a leading of the heart that is subtle, but very recognizable. You just have to, you have to trust it. Yeah. And that should be part of how our prayer life is led. Let, let God lead you. And even to the point of what you have that are requests in your heart that you really want to pray about, I'll tell you, this is a pressure-less way, is let those things just rise as you pray, rather than, i got to get in here and get my agenda to God. Just let those requests rise. Any given day, there are 100 things I could pray about, 100 people I could pray for. But you know what? I, I quit worrying about that a long time ago. I could do better at remembering maybe and praying, but what I have found is who's on my heart right now? Pray for them. Mm. And just go with that. You know, I'm not going to be able to pray for 100 people in my prayer time. Not, not really. But who's on my heart? Pray for them. This morning, it was our missionary, Catherine Wright. And as a result of that, not only did I pray for her, another just kind of good thing to throw in here, free chicken, I also... I took time afterwards to send her an email and just let her know that I was praying for her. So that's an effective way. Now, if you just try to get through a prayer list of 25 people, you might not be able to do that. But if somebody's on your heart, pray for them, then you can even connect with them over that. So that would be another thing I would offer. Finally, um, the, the what I wrote down is, and this is more of a summary statement probably, but quality is more important than quantity. Mm-hmm. And much speaking does not impress God. So just bearing that in mind that you could spend, it's kind of repetitious, but you could sit there for 30 minutes, maybe only talk for five, but have a half hour of solid prayer if you've just simply got in that place to be with God. Now, we don't only want God to hear our voice, but let's admit, good prayer time means I've heard from God too. Yeah. And sometimes the way we hear from God is a verse of Scripture that does get laid on our heart that we carry with us. Sometimes the way we hear from God is we get a word or a phrase in our heart that just connects dots. This is, okay, this is from God right here because this just helped me understand a lot of stuff. I mean, back to that whole thing of understanding the voice of God. Put yourself in that place. You are, you've gone to pray. You've sincerely said, Lord, I'm here to hear from you. You've been reading some scripture, and you've been asking God to speak to you. And then you get this thought, and you say, oh, that's probably not God. That's probably me. Yeah. Why do we do that? we got to trust God. Do we believe him? 
Do we believe God hears and answers our prayer? And we just prayed for God to hear us and speak to us, and then we're hearing things and we don't want to trust it because we think, well, that's just me. Well, that, that, could, that could be uh, you know, debilitating. We've got to learn to listen for God's voice. There was one other thing. We talked about this before we started. Let me see if I can uh, pull this out again. How do we talk to God? You had told me about this. We were listening to uh, someone, to a teaching about fellowship in the church, I believe it was. Yeah. But he referenced this five degrees or five different levels of communication, and this is what they are. And I want you as a listener to think about how do you actually talk to God when you pray? Okay, let's me and you flesh these five levels out, but then not only think about how we talk with other people, but how do we talk to God, the one mm-hmm. who knows our heart the best, knows our downsetting, uprising, all of our thoughts before they happen. How do we talk to God? The first level of c- communication is cliche level. Okay, so cliche level is the typical, hey man, how's it going? How's your mom and them? Yeah. What do you think about this weather, man? Yeah. And, and you're not looking for an answer, right? It's yeah. like, you just, hey, how's it going? And you keep walking. That's cliche. Yep. Um, how about, you know, I'm looking at the article. So how about them How about them Astros? How about them Giants? Yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't really care what you think, but just I acknowledged you. Yeah, because that you're not really, even at that point in time, discussing the game. Mm-hmm. It's just something you're like, how about them Giants? I hate the Giants. Okay. What? Just but, if, you say. but if you go to level two, you may say to somebody, hey, man, did you see the game last night? Yep. And that's fact level. That's where we both exchange information. Yeah, I saw that game last night. That was a good game. Yeah, man, good game. Hey, what you doing today? Oh, I'm going to do this, do this, do this. Okay, hey, cool, man. Have a good one. Yep. Hang in there, buddy. You yeah. know, So fact level. You got cliche and you exchange some information. Mm-hmm. Now, listener, where's your prayer life at right now? I mean, seriously, this is helpful, isn't it? Third is opinion level. Okay, now this is a deeper level, but this is where I tell you what I think about things. Yep. So let's use the game analogy. Hey, did you see that game last night? Yeah, man, I watched that game. Man, that was that was probably one of the best games I've ever saw. And then I'm going to lay out to you what I really thought about the coaching or that play or that referee. Yep. I am sharing my opinions. That conversation is going to go longer. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get a better understanding of your perception of things. But that's still limited. Right. Right. I'm thinking as I read this, I could see that being the level to which a lot of serious Christians do pray. They're sharing with God their thoughts. They're telling God, um, you know, their opinion about how things ought to be or the opinion of what had just happened. The fourth level is the emotional level, which is where I'm not just telling you what I think about things. I'm telling you how those things make me feel. Yeah. Now, in one-on-one conversations with people, this is a small group setting right here. You don't find a lot of people that are willing to go to this level, and you you can't go to this level with just anybody. Yeah, because at this point, the game analogy breaks down mm-hmm. because we're talking about a different level of feeling of, man, I'm telling you what, when my team lost, I felt angry. That's not the level of feeling that we're talking about right here. We're talking about like... What's your emotional state right now in your 24-hour day? Like, what's really going on? Well, I will have to say, though, when I saw the Blue Devils win the national championship in 92, I had quite a feeling, and I still have residual effect today. That's wonderful. (laughs) But the emotional level is, um, 
if we just leave it at the phrase of, here's how I really feel about this. This is what you said. It. This is what's going on inside of me right now. But the reason I'm hesitant is, for me, it almost feels like because I'm more of an emotive, I operate more out of the feeling world, this almost automatically kicks into that fifth level for me, which is transparency level. So some people can share how they feel without going to transparency level, but I guess it's, I'm just thinking out loud here live on radio, but this is, for me, to think about that level four is kind of hard because I feel like I just jumped right to level five. I, I feel, even hearing the guy that we heard do the teaching, and as we're fleshing this out now, there is a much bigger jump from level three to four than from level four to five. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, if I, if I go to level four with you, I'm feeling out your reaction to see if I can really engage in level five. But I've already been very selective to get to level four. So you're more naturally a, an emotive person, you said. I'm, I'm not. I, I live very much in, by nature, very much in cliche fact and opinion. So if I go to the emotional level and I'm really digging down, it's because I've got a lot of trust in you. And if you burn me there, I'm never going back to level four with you again. Listen up, listeners. Yeah. Don't burn him. <laughs> because because that's just, I, I'm, I'm very guarded in expressing that. But if I've shown confidence and willingness to go to level four, I'm now looking for transparency. I'm not just offering you my feelings of what's going on because, whew, well, got that out there. Have a good one. And level five, so if level three was here's what I think, level four is this is how I'm feeling, level five is the most intimate of all, this is who I am. Yes. There is so much mutual trust going on at that level to where I'm willing to let you in on who I am and trust you with that, and you're willing to enter in on it. Mm -hmm. And usually it's not just one-sided. I mean, both people are, are living at that level. Now think about, again, we're talking about prayer. I mean, we... We can, we can talk about communication as people, too, here, obviously, but in terms of our praying, how are we communicating with God? Are we really bringing the who I am to God? When you get in the Psalms, you're gonna, if you really dig into the Psalms, you find this is people saying to God, Lord, this is who I am. Now, you're going to find every level there. Well, I don't know if there's cliche there. You're going to at least find a whole lot of level three, four, and five in the Psalms, and it's bearing the soul. And it's opening and exposing the heart for God to come into. That's where we want to get to mm -hmm. in our praying life. So if you're at the cliche and fact level in your praying life, it's not satisfying. And the cliche level with prayer, that's when you get those like token statements that every good Baptist or whatever your denominational affiliation is, we all have those token statements that we'll throw out and like we'll yuck it up with. But we cliche with God a lot because we're just throwing out the same things that we've heard everybody else pray. And then the facts of this person's sick in the hospital. Lord, they need your touch. That's fact. And as we start examining how we're praying, it would be a very healthy exercise to see, all right, which of those five levels does the bulk of my prayer life consist of? These are our thoughts on how to pray and how to align our heart with God in prayer. Obviously, I'm sure we said this last week, you can't do justice to a topic this important and this big in, in 30 minutes, but... I hope these things have been a help to you today, and I hope this, uh, this, this segment's going to be a help to you moving forward. So have you a wonderful rest of your day. We'll see you back here next time. And we
We thank you for joining us on today's program. We hope that you'll tune in with us each and every day right here on Daybreak Devotions as Pastor Mike and I will discuss various topics in God's Word. If you've got any questions, comments, we would love to hear from you at daybreakdevotion at gmail.com.